This is the Gamer to Trainer podcast. I'm your host, Reagan Curioso. This show is dedicated to uniting gamers all around the world wanting to better their bodies and their lives. Hey guys, I've got a very, very special episode for you today. I'm super excited to release this. This is with the Counter Logic head physical therapist, Matthew. Now he he is a wealth of knowledge. He does a lot of great work at the very top echelon of esports and League of Legends with Counterlogic Gaming. I'm really excited about this interview. You can learn a lot from it. We both have some really in-depth um, information and tidbits that you can use as a gamer that wants to get fit and healthy. Now, I don't want to delay. I want to chuck Matt straight on the, the, to the episode that we recorded. I've recorded this just over a month ago, just before I moved to Sydney, I've had no internet and I've been dying to release it because it's a fantastic episode. It's a little bit longer than, than the previous episodes, but there is a wealth of knowledge here and this is something you really need to listen to. If you're a normal gamer that wants to get in shape, improve your mindset, or if you're an esports player that wants to better your game and really find out a little bit of information about how Counterlogic, CLG, these top Esports gamers are monitoring their diet, how they're training, and they're working on their mindset with some really high-level coaches. So, enough of that. Let's get straight into it. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. As I touched on in the intro, you're doing some remarkable work in the U.S. as head of physical performance and esports medicine for CLG Canalogic Gaming. But tell us a little bit more about your history, both as a gamer and how you came to become a physical therapist and combine your two passions. Thank you so much, Regan, for having me. Um, of course, I can elaborate a little more on that. So I've been a gamer my whole life, really starting from the days of Super Nintendo and all the way until now with uh, Overwatch and CSGO. So I played competitively also, just like yourself, um, amongst various games like CS 1.6, Dota, even CSGO, but never really made it to that professional scene. <laughs> but um, like a lot of the people that I work with, but... Uh, with regards to becoming a physical therapist, I've always been fascinated with the human body. And really throughout my life, I've been through a lot of phases as it relates to fitness. So standard weightlifting, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, bodybuilding, and, and really a lot more uh, since early high school, which really led me to my career as a physical therapist. Um, I think it's truly a profession where you have to have a really in-depth understanding of the human body movement, uh, movement and uh, the, I guess it's various systems. And in addition to that, I just I love helping people, and I think that's kind of a core thing, a uh, core part of our job as in physical therapy, just helping people move better so they can live better. And um, again, you know, at the heart of it we work on this sort of movement system to improve their quality of life. So things like management of pain, limitations in range of motion, deficits in strength, all these are only components of this big picture for us, which is, hey, let's let's get you guys moving better. Yeah. Um, and basically, how did I combine these two passions? Um, I was following the scene of CSGO very closely in 2014, mostly because I was playing a lot myself. Like I was uh, participating in CEVO IM, which is like the intermediate ranking of the competitive play. And that's when Twitch was really blowing up and it was really on the rise. And at the same time, I was also looking uh, for how I could impact other communities like CrossFit, but really made the sudden 
realization that, hey, I could just help this community that I've already been a part of my entire life. And that's what led me here to where I am now. And uh, like we were talking about before, it's it's been amazing. And I've been really happy since then. That's awesome. It's pretty similar to me, Matt. I, I just I tried – I had two separate – sort of communities going on with with my personal training stuff and obviously my gaming friends and all that and I was it just hit me one day all of a sudden that you know I understand gamers probably better than anyone else like why am I not helping you know my fellow people so it's really good to see that your two passions have blended in and and, and you're helping people that you really understand yeah it's a really totally yeah I really love your story too it's great so how did your how did your role as CLG come about, and, and pretty much what does a day look like for you? How do you, what do you do for them on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. Um, so my journey to CLG was pretty quick, and it really stemmed from a trip to IEM San Jose, which is a competition that hosted various games. Um, and I, at that time, I had already started One HP and had been posting some content to to try to educate the community on um, everything as it relates to health and. I really wanted to make a difference by helping the people at the top who I believe everyone looks up to. So if, if I, I thought that if I could help these professionals who all the competitive gamers want to be or emulate, then help them adopt these behaviors as it relates to nu- nutrition, physical conditioning, and health, then so too will the rest of the community. It will trickle down. And basically, I went to IM San Jose and was able to approach a lot of more prominent figures within the industry um, and George, the owner of Logic Gaming, was really one of the only ones that um, warmed up to the idea of how I could, <clears throat> excuse me, impact <clears throat> impact him. And after a lot of emails and several meetings, I'm here now as their head of physical performance and esports medicine. So, <clears throat> excuse me, as uh, <laughs> as their head of physical performance. On a daily basis, I work really closely with Mike, who's their pers- player development coach. Yep. And we created an infrastructure so that the players manage every part of their lives. So sleeping, nutrition, and uh, with with that, I mean meal timing in the peri-workout window, meal planning for competition and traveling, macro management, um, and physical health. So consistent exercise in which I've designed to work more on esports conditioning and also uh, prevention of injuries and so on, on this daily basis, I help the individual's teams facilitate the development of, the, of their players. I w- we want to empower them to have these behaviors where they can self-manage all these things on their own, and we just provide them with the tools. But I go to the gym with them. I make sure they do everything with the proper form, progress appropriately. Uh, I design all their exercise programs. Um, I educate on various as- educate them on all these aspects as it relates to preventing injuries, um, basics of nutrition and, and exercise. And also, I, I've had the opportunity to work on some exciting performance initi- initiatives that I've really felt um, have seen success in their competitive play and, and really much more. And uh, another part of my my job, I guess, is to, if, if they get injured, I get them back to the Rift or Dust2 or whatever map as effectively and efficiently as possible. Do you, yeah. do, do you see eSports sort of headed in this direction now with, with players, you know, taking their athleticism and physical well-being a lot more seriously and really considering themselves, I guess, as, as a complete athlete? 
Yeah, I mean, I totally, I love where it's going right now. I mean, you see more and more that players are beginning to to value this part of their day-to-day life and how it actually can start to improve their performance. So more organizations are realizing this and taking upon professionals into their organizations to help, again, establish this infrastructure for the management of everything that, that I had just discussed. And um, I see that in the future, there will be a, a person like myself and or yourself in every organization representing these groups of professional players all over the world during these events um, to make sure that they are at their peak level of performance while managing everything um, appropriately so that they don't have to worry about health um, and just focus on playing the game. And I really hope that um, uh, I can, one HP actually can, can be a part of this vision in, in providing these physical therapists or strength and conditioning specialists with the tools to effectively assist these players in achieving that this true potential I talk about and, and through really just proper health and lifestyle management. And again, I believe pretty much with more individuals like yourself and me entering the community, the standards of health and physical management in itself will, will not only be established as a norm, but will also really rise and become better understood by the competitive and professional populations. Um, it's, it's really great, really, really great to see more and more professionals really valuing this, this part of their life and just seeing how it, it can make them much better as gamers. Yeah, I 100% agree, Matt. Do you, as, as you know, gamers, we have this typical stereotype that, oh, you know, being overweight, being basement dwellers, and perhaps never really doing any physical activity. How have you tried to combat that sort of mindset? I guess your players as well have that competitive aspect about them naturally, but how have you tried to combat that as a whole? Have you ran into issues with some players, you know, with their mindset, with wanting to break that lifestyle that they perhaps maybe used to? Yeah, that's... That's totally a stereotype that we have, and and I know you absolutely are working try, working so hard to break uh, every uh, everyone in the community out of that. And just like you said, I I have the opportunity to work with the best of the best, and I think being part of the top one percent creates sort of a certain breed uh, in terms of aspirations to for perfection. And um, yeah, I mean with <clears throat> with this. Excuse me. Um, I just feel that I haven't really had to combat it with the professional players because any sort of recommendation that I have been able to give them in terms of managing their lives, they take it up so quickly and and so easily. Um, they just need the right guidance. But in terms of some of the the other clients that I've worked with, as well as just the general community in itself, I think oh, absolutely that's that's going to be. Um, where I really have to, I guess, put most of my effort to, to make sure that um, they break out of this stereotype. And I think the biggest reason why a majority of gamers are still sort of suffering from this st- stigma and still overweight is that they just don't value their, their physical health and they're young. They don't see the effects of their current lifestyle and management, don't have any tangible things that they can say, hey, um, it's actually affecting my life. It's actually affecting my performance. And outside of 
their doctors telling me telling them they're outside of their recommended BMI or their CBC values are out of range. That that's not something tangible or something that they care about. So uh, because of this, I feel like they don't have the need to seek out individuals like you and me, who really we can show them how having a better lifestyle can improve their quality of life and quality of play.、Um, so that that's part of the reason why my approach and my attempt to combat it is, hey, I want to I want to approach the professional community. I want to help them adopt these behaviors, and then I want it to trickle down because all these competitive And aspiring gamers who look up to envy and want to become these professionals, it will give them this huge buy-in for for them to begin managing their health, and、um, that that's truly why I, I did want to be part of the a professional organization and and work with the professionals. But in, in general, the awareness and and spreading that spreading the messages is, is I believe,、uh, another big way we can we can combat it too. Yeah, I think. I think it's a great approach, Matt, and, and I think I think you touched on earlier about all these organisations and teams in the future probably looking at <laughs> employing their own sort of coach or or physical therapist, someone to look after their players. And do you think it it not only stems down to a performance need, but also marketing now that so much money is coming into into esports through sponsorships that. They almost expect their players to be in good physical condition and good role models for the community. Yeah,、um, I I totally agree with that. I mean, and I'm working on some things to help some organizations and some leagues establish a standard of health amongst their players. And、uh, I've been working on by being part of CLG, a sort of basic movement and health screen. That can assess for not only things like injury prevention, but also provide organizations and even the leagues itself with like a profile of health that will help them understand where the player is at in terms of their their overall health. But I I totally believe that it's going to be more and more a part of the infrastructure of esports, and that's definitely the direction it's it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, in my, my first podcast with. With Mitch Ubelezer, he touched on, for instance, casters as well. I, I guess that's an area where, you know, we both can look at is, is commentators wanting to also look good for the cameras. So, and, and he really emphasised that he he believed that some casters were fantastic skill wise, but perhaps didn't have the aesthetic look that was appealing on camera. And he believes some people lose out in jobs because of that. So, I guess it's it's maybe a different aspect of of this that. Has not really been an issue until recent years, when sponsorship and television and and marketing for gaming has just gone through the roof. So it's definitely becoming yeah. There's that there's that need there for for health reasons and I guess for as as we touched on for marketing as well for gamers at the top level to be good role models and be in good good physical condition. Totally, totally. So. Tell us a little bit about, about any any specific results you've actually gotten with, with clients, with athletes, and any specific names that have come to mind that you, that you've really helped progress and achieve some amazing results with. Ah,、uh, well, most of the clients at this time、um, I've worked with are, are just those within CLG, and while I have a lot of had a lot of private clients,、uh, I guess I can't really specify their names, but I, I've been working with.、Um, 
one professional league player in a, in a wild card region who had been dealing with some pain for roughly six months and he was, he couldn't even play one game without having pain in various regions of his hand. So he was actually kind of suffering from multiple sort of um, parts of his or multiple pain patterns. And now at this point, and, and I'm so happy to be able to, to have helped him. And he reached out to me, um, but he's playing eight games, no issue. And, and really he changed up his entire lifestyle to make sure that he wouldn't even get to the point where he is providing his muscles, joints and uh, supporting tissues with too much stress um, to get to the point where it, where it does become injured. And in the end, it came down to not only just managing his lifestyle, but initiating him onto a now esports sort of conditioning program um, to help him realize, hey, it's not only about playing the game. You have to you have to cater or tailor every every part of your life so that um, you can be this complete and holistic gamer. And otherwise, uh, I guess besides him, um, I've mostly worked with the players at CLG uh, who have personal goals to body for body recomposition and have helped them achieve maybe between a two to five percent body fat change over eight weeks, um, depending on their body type and kind of their own unique response to the different diet recommendations that I've provided them. Um, also, because they they travel so much too, sometimes it's tough for them to stay compliant. So we've been going through different phases. And as I understand sort of the periodization of their, ske- their schedule throughout the year, I think it really helps me better. And this is kind of the sort of the data that I'll – I'll be able to spread more and more to any of the future professionals looking into entering organizations so that they don't have to figure this, figure this out. And I can pretty much provide them with that, that structure and get, get these players healthy more quickly, I guess, or get them on a, on a better lifestyle more quickly. How do you deal? I guess you touched on the travel part, particularly for, you know, you CLG guys. How do you mm-hmm. deal with that that break in, I guess, in routine? I know it's easy to put someone on the, on the periodized program when they're stable and consistent every single day. But, you know, for me, I have issues, you know, coaching people like Mitchell Villas and, and Jason Kaplan who will have a good three-week block of training, dieting, and then they're, they're away for two weeks. So how do you manage that exactly. with, with yeah. your players? Yeah, that is so tough. So I think there's two components to it. One is that, I'm really fortunate in that I have Mike, uh, who is the player development coach. He actually has been able to travel with them. So I can use him to keep them honest on all of these recommendations. And I prepare a sort of a lengthy travel plan on here's sort of calisthenic things that you guys can do if you guys don't have access to a gym. If you guys have access to a gym, I do research ahead of time of which gyms in the local area that they'll be at and what sort of equipment they'll have there so that I can provide them with very, very accurate things that they will be able to do and the program that they should follow. Um, and then again, Mike is the guy that actually lays down the law and tells them that they have to do it. Um, um, and I think the other part is just overall buy-in. So getting these players to buy into the fact that, hey, this has to be a, uh, something that they need to focus on in their life. And there's two components to it. One is just the time component where, hey, if you guys don't really manage this, this is what's going to happen in the long run 
and it will affect your performance because you don't pay attention to your nutrition and you won't be able to focus when it comes to performance time. Or and the other component is just hey you'll you'll get injured or they will start to feel the effects of not properly managing after they've already been managing their lifestyle so well in the past couple of weeks before travel. And it was actually absolutely something that some of the players had dealt with um, when they did travel to Korea and they didn't have access to things. And even though I did provide this sort of extensive plan, we had to kind of haphazardly create plans in, when I as, as I was communicating with them to be able to get them on a on a regular schedule and problem solve with them there in, in their current environment to make sure that they do stick as much as possible with a reasonable sort of health conscious plan um, because sometimes they don't have access to it and that's just the reality if in in some situations um, but overall I, I guess to answer your question it's a it's mostly about preparation. Um, for travel. Preparation is probably the biggest part of making sure that they stay uh, empowered and keeping um, consistent with their program and understanding how to make that uh, a part of their daily schedule. Have you, have you seen a shift, I guess, in some of the players' mindset? Perhaps when you started and, and they, they weren't training, they weren't dieting, they weren't perhaps taking the, the health really seriously. Have you seen it, like through educating them, have you seen their mindset change now where this is just it's just what they do. Like, there's no second guessing it. It's, it's part of their routine. It's part of their habits. Have you seen that change? Yeah, and that's a really cool part about it is that in the beginning, it was not a big focus in their sort of overall schedule of their lives. And even on their off times, they're seeking to go to the gym on their own or seeking to have healthier diet options, although that can be different just because they're young. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's really cool to see how how much they've grown mentally in terms of their understanding of of just the management of their lives, and and that's really the goal. Um, Mike and I, in our plan to establish this infrastructure, was to empower them. That was really a phase um, where we did want to cultivate this independence and consistency for them to understand how to manage all these things on their own, which is why we educate them, and then having having them demonstrate that they can do it on their own. So um, that's always that was always the goal for us, and it was great to it's it's great to see them now just reach out to us when they want to fine tune things. Like, hey, I've been uh, I've been following the program. I want to work more on strength, like you said, um, after this sort of general conditioning phase. How do I mo- how do I do that? So then I can help them fine-tune and, and change up their program to help them achieve that. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, it, it's really great that you did touch on, on the mindset because I, I feel like that's a huge, I mean, if not the major part of them performing at, at their highest level. And that's truly the purpose of having two individuals like Mike and myself within an organization is that, we have to just maximize all parts of their lives and to make sure that they have the appropriate mindset and reduce things like decision fatigue, cognitive overload, and to allow them to play at their best at all times. And preventing that state of being overwhelmed or even burnout, again, it, it all comes down to appropriate planning, 
being able to manage their expectations mentality as they approach sort of various situations throughout their competitive scheduling and, and play. And again, in the end, it's also about balance. So um, while players uh, sh- can make gains in the fitness sort of realm, it should never interfere with their competitive play if that's their priority or if that's if they aim to be a professional. It should be sort of moderate balance in these all all these aspects of their lives so that they can play at their best. 100%. Like I, I find a lot of gamers that I talk to uh, have this fear, this they're scared that they think, oh, it's one or the other. It can't be both. I can't dedicate my time to my health and fitness because I'm going to fall behind competitively. So if you if you were to give, a, I guess, a message to a beginner gamer out there who's perhaps scared of of taking on a challenge because they don't want to fall behind in games, how, how do you recommend them to actually balance all this? Yeah. Do you have um, any recommendations? Well, <laughs> yeah, I would tell them, hey, you know, making a change doesn't mean – you have to throw out your entire lifestyle at once. It doesn't mean you have to go to the gym every single day. It doesn't mean you have to do cardio for 45 minutes, five days a week. It doesn't mean you'll be eating three, the same three meals of broccoli, rice, and chicken breast for six weeks straight. It just means that you just have to take a small step toward better health with the right guidance. You know, you have people like Regan, you know, who's taken many, many small steps, turned himself into a mind freak, right? You, you know, <laughs> From a game freak to a mind freak, you know, where are the resources out there that can help you take these simple steps and push you in this right direction? So, one, just don't be afraid to reach out. You know, there's there's people out there that can help you take and hold your hand through these steps pretty much to help you achieve sort of that better self-image of yourself. It's almost like trainers, we have to not just understand diet and nutrition, supplementation, we almost become personal development coaches, don't we? It's, it's so much about what's, what happens in our head as well and, and battling these misconceptions and stereotypes that people just get sucked into, especially online. So do you find... That's so true. Yeah. Do you find a lot of people sort of come to you with you know, preconceived notions or, or thoughts about things that they've read online, you know, read on bodybuilding.com, seen if some fitness athlete you know, follow or preach. Do you, do you find you run into that with gamers all the time? And of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, that's like huge because uh, I'm sure you've experienced it as well. That hey, they come with this sort of pre-designed plan that's that's recommended for everyone, right? It's sort of this general prescription for exercise, and they take it as the gospel because it's online. So they have they have this access to all this information out there, and it's really hard for them to filter what's great. And what's kind of just a general recommendation that might not work out the best for them. And that's why it's great to have resources like us who can educate them. That, and that's the big thing. We have to almost, and I've talked to Mike about this. It's about cognitive, cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's kind of restructuring their, their thoughts on very basic things as it relates to physical management and why they have to approach it a little differently than how it's sometimes recommended it online and helping them just understand that, hey, don't read, don't believe everything you read online because that's not always the right context as it is for you. So we understand as gamers ourselves, we know the lifestyle, we understand the demands, and we know we, we've done enough sort of research and, 
and have have had enough education through all these classes and courses that we've taken to be able to help you with that. So one of them is just, hey, kind of undoing, not undoing, but helping them restructure their thoughts on specific things as it relates to physical health when they come with this sort of huge list of things that they've read online. And then kind of, you have to address them one by one. Otherwise, in, in the physical therapy realm, it's called a thought virus. If that thing isn't addressed in the very beginning, it's going to just grow and grow and grow. And then you will lose this buy-in. Later on, you're not going to have as much of this sort of compliance with, with this athlete of yours because they're just going to latch onto the one thing that you did not address the first time. So, um, uh, it's super important during whatever initial evaluation that you may be performing with them. And what I've been doing is just, I got to understand all of their beliefs as it relates to fitness and I got to address them. I mean, it may not be all addressed at one time, but I, at least I know them and I'm going to steadily address them. I got to plant the seed and, and steadily work toward a better understanding. Um, but this, I mean, that's understandable. That that's how it is every day when I'm in the clinic and you know working with even people that are in their 80s who have done things the same way their entire lives. They tell me, "Well, I haven't had pain. I haven't had pain until now. Why?" So it's about pretty much the right type of education and approaching in the right way. So they are on your side and and sort of buy into what you're uh, providing them, which is really the best best for them because we just we just want the best for the people that we work with exactly i like i like that one the thought virus i wrote that down because yeah you see how totally especially in being on social media matt we see so much nonsense on there which is just yeah ridiculous it just drives me yeah. insane sometimes i feel like smashing my head into the monitor <laughs> i'm like what is, exactly. why am i reading you but no that's a really really interesting insight and i relate 100%. And one question I thought, which I wanted to ask you before, which I missed to ask, was mm -hmm. in regards to training itself, like for me, I've been trying to come across with, with, with some athletes here in Australia and really preach to them how it's going to make you not just better overall with your health, but actual in-game when it comes to, you know, being under lights, being under intense physical stress of, you know, playing for hours, you know, People think that it's just a me gaming is just a mental thing, but it's so just like Formula One drive. It's a very, very big physical thing. And as as we trainers always preach that the gym is a huge reflection of real life. You know, you need to push yourself to certain points. You know, to, of, of failure to to grow, come back stronger the next time, to to learn from in what you do in gym sessions. Do you think that training yourself and, and this whole journey of health and fitness? It makes players mentally stronger to deal with issues in game, to make them physically stronger, to be able to cope with stresses of, of long tournaments better in the long yeah. run as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and I I think that's more a consequence of um, you know just the benefits of of exercise, right? You there are these sort of physiological adaptations that you will achieve and reach with better conditioning and, and based on the type of training that you um, are having your athletes uh, undergo, it, it can lead to better sort of stress management in these high, high stress situations during a clutch situation. So, I mean, 
Absolutely. I, I totally agree with in, in the sense that if you manage their, your health properly, it can translate and will translate over into your ability and capacity to manage better under these, uh, these stressful situations. Although that's not the only way, but it is a, a big contributing factor. So, um, like you're touching on, esports is definitely hugely physical. Right, we're sitting there for ten or fourteen hours doing the same repeated movements over and over, and and that's why uh, I really de- I had defined esports as an endurance sport. Right, it, it's something that we do over and over and over for, and while it's a small movement, it's still utilizing muscles. It's still utilizing um, our postural muscles to hold ourselves up. And people don't think about that. They just think, hey, if it's only their hand and wrists and shoulders moving. That's the demand. That's the physical demand. But what about your your paraspinals? What about your neck muscles that have to hold you up and keep you there the whole time? If they get fatigued, do you think that can obviously lead to some sort of inability to focus? Absolutely. So I think, one, there needs to be sort of this foundation. We have to have this foundation of health in order to prevent those sort of fatigue-related um focus impairments while you are in these stressful situations but two if you work on your health enough and fitness enough you can get to the point where you do have better overall stress management based on what has been shown by research with the physiological adaptations and and the serotonin and stress response of course you'll you'll be able to manage this more but like i said that's that's going to be only one component and and having the player development coach that understands the mindset and, and even someone like Weldon, who's on TSM, to help manage their expectations is, is the other aspect of it. So there's the mind and, and physical. I always say that to people, Matt, that are from the fitness industry that I, I tell them about esports and they're like, it's not a sport. <laughs> they have this misconception that it's not a sport. And I, and I say to them, I tell you what, try and play, like you said, 10 to 14 hours in a row of proper competitive gaming where you're under st- stress, where you're tense the whole time, where you, you know, you're tapping your heels for 10 hours straight. I, I used to get up off the PC and I was physically exhausted, like I was <laughs> in the gym. So, yeah, people, unless they've really done it at a level that, you know, we've, we've done it and, and that we work with, they don't understand how physical esports is. <laughs> yeah that's oh man yeah that's very true do, do you just touch on that do you have issues with with people in the general fitness industry that perhaps you tell about what you're doing in gaming and, and they don't perhaps take it as seriously or don't think it's it should be a thing um i'm i'm actually really surprised that i haven't and you know when i explain it to them they're like wow yeah that makes sense um so, yeah, surprisingly, I haven't really had any sort of backlash or sort of disagreement in the sense that this is something that they need because uh, I guess I frame it to them just saying it's just like the sedentary work individual who sits there for ten, for eight hours and they already have issues. If you're doing something even more de- demanding with higher actions per minute like gaming, that's even more stressful. Don't you think you'll need even better management of, the, of their fitness and, and I think if I frame it in that way I almost no person, personal trainer will be like no that doesn't make sense 
<laughs> yeah, I think definitely the people that I've encountered are the sort of bodybuilding type that uh, perhaps weren't the uh, happiest. Like gamers probably make more money than them sitting on their ass all day <laughs> while they're preparing for a fitness comp to win a plastic trophy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, tell us a little bit about your own training as well, Matt. So you're working for CLG. You, you work, obviously, with 1HP. You said you work in a clinic as well with, with older people. How do you balance yeah. your own your own uh, fitness goals and, and training with, and games as well and your social social life in everything? I know. There's, so there's a lot. I mean, in the end, more and more, I find that I have to plan way ahead of time about my entire life and that helps me stay consistent with my exercise uh, and like I told you before I was I've been through various phases when it comes to just management of your my, my health and exercise and right now I, I'm in a phase where I just want to maintain my mobility I just want to stay uh, have some great uh, endurance uh, I do a lot of metabolic conditioning so kind of CrossFit style workouts three to four times a day uh, a week and I also have been getting into bouldering um, and I love that. I love bouldering so much. It's a great workout, and it's it's been really fun to go through all the problem solving that it comes with. Um, and I actually feel like bouldering is a great um, great workout for gamers because there's a lot of wrist endurance that you need. So it's something that I've recommended as sort of a adjunct exercise um, sport for some of the players that I've worked with, and. Yeah, I, I guess that's basically how how I balance it. I, I've been fortunate enough to train with some of the players at CLG, so I, I go to the gym with them. So I'm on a, their regular schedule, and and then I, I just make sure I plan ahead of time to ensure that I still um, move every single day. I have to get in some sort of movement. Um, I, I do a mobility routine before I sleep, and I just treat exercise like it's brushing my teeth. It's really not an option. It's a mandatory part of my schedule and day. You just thought, I think, I think the best quote I heard recently, Matt, it wasn't really a quote. It was, I was actually talking to a very well-known personal trainer here in, in um, Australia, and he, he said to me, he goes, people ask me all the time, they say, how are you so motivated to go to the gym every single day or, you know, five days a week and train? And he goes, I'm not. It's just who I am. He goes, there's, there's this misconception that you wake up every day going, oh, yes, I'm so excited to go to the gym. This is exactly what I want to do. He goes, 90% of the time, it's like, oh, I've got to go to the gym, but it's what I do. It's just part of my routine. It's part of who I am. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to not brush my teeth, so I'm definitely going to go to the gym. So exactly. That's pretty much how I, how I approach it and how I, sometimes I just I kind of frame it in that way for, for some some of my patients and some of my athletes, I just tell them, "Hey, just it's it should be part of your lifestyle." And from from how we are raised, sometimes it's devalued. So, yeah, definitely. And finally, Matt, because I think this is a this is a good message that we can help spread. Obviously, we're doing trying to do the right thing by gamers out there. And I know we've probably been in that position as well. I know I was as a gamer that wanted to do something about it and didn't know where to start, but so there's a guy out there that is all alone. He could, could be listening to this. He wants to make a change. He's got no idea how to start dieting, training. He's afraid of doing it. What's your message to him? Um, well, basically, it's what I said before in that we just got to take one step. Um, 
take that one step at a time and and really work not trying to change every part of your life in, in one go just changing one part and and seeking out the right guidance um looking for individuals motivated like myself and you to to provide this sort of guidance and take the help take the first step and that really there's no need to be afraid because in in the long run um you you're young you're young um and you have so much uh, ample amount of time to change your lifestyle but we want you to change that now and and it's something that you only need to take five minutes out of your day to kind of consider um, and then initiate. And um, overall, yeah, basically uh, just just not to be afraid and, and reach out to people like uh, myself and you. Exactly. I love it. Ask for help and just win those small battles. And you get there in the end, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. We finally managed to, to get the call together. We've been trying this for a couple of weeks and had to reschedule. Yeah. So any last shout-outs you'd like to make as well to anyone there? And more importantly, how can people get in contact with you? How can they view your content? And where's the best place to find all this? Okay, sure. Um, I guess some shout-outs. Um, one, just to go out to, or two, to go out to some of the support staff I work with at CLG, Andrew, the chef, and Mike, the player development coach. Uh, I feel like we are, we're the greatest support staff in the world right now. <laughs> but, but for those who don't know who Mike is, he's again the, the, that player development coach and has done amazing things for all the teams with regards to mentality management, in-depth communication guidance, schedule efficiency, and everything as it relates to player de- de- development. Um, he's a leader in the industry and does not get enough credit for it. Um, and Andrew, the chef, he's been so great and, and he has such a great mentality as it, as it relates to managing the nutrition and, and has been amazing to work with to, to initiate the sort of infrastructure development within CLG. And for those who, that do want to get into contact with me, you can always shoot me an email at my full name, Matthew, HW at 1HP.org, 1-HP.org. Or you can follow me on Twitter at HP for Gamers. You can send me a DM. Um, if I don't get back to you, it's not out of being malicious. <laughs> I promise you that. I'm currently pretty busy. I'm also in that orthopedic residency program um, for my clinical specialist license. And that has kept me quite busy. I've been doing a lot of research on my own for esports-related things as well. And... I just promise I will get back to you eventually. So feel free to send me a message on any questions that you may have. Send messages to Regan because he's great as well. Um, you can check out my blog at 1-hp.org for any content that I post up relating to esports and, and sort of my adventures as a physical therapist within an organization. And again, thanks, Regan. This has been... Uh, Pretty great. It's pretty fun to speak with another professional, uh, speak with another, another great mind that, that wants to just break gamers out of this stigma and stereotype. Um, awesome, man. I, I think it's absolutely necessary. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me on. No worries. Thanks again for your time. I'm going to draw, what I'll do for people is I'll draw all the links that you mentioned. I'm going to put them obviously in the bio, in the description for this podcast. So you can hit Matt up, you can check out his content and we can really start spreading this message.